Hey, well, welcome to the podcast. I am Joel here with my dad. I'm Rick, and we are really glad you're here today. Yes, Dad, I want to talk today about maturity. And I, the, the story that came to my mind as I was thinking about preparing for this was... That may leave both of us out. <laughs> maybe. When I was 16 or 17, I remember coming to you and saying something, and I was on this real kick of wanting to live righteously, and I said, Dad, I just want to like get really mature and righteous so that I can correct others, and they won't have anything to <laughs> against me that they can say, well, you're not living that way. And you said, and you kind of laughed, and you're like, well, I'm not sure that's maturity. I think that's self-righteousness. And I just see a lot of times that the people that think they're the most mature, it just reminds me of like a little three-year-old saying, look how big I am. Look how big I am. It's the people that aren't really big that have to tell everybody they're big. Is maturity the same way, do you think? Yeah, I think it is. And the example you use are, yeah, it's always the little kid, the little one who says, I want to see how big I am, see how tall I am. Which is essentially that I kick myself. That's essentially what I was saying when I was 16. I want to be spiritually mature so I can rebuke everybody. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we always have to remember, too, that the the, uh, next step beyond maturity is rottenness. You know, if the fruit gets mature, (laughs) what's coming next? Yeah, like in Spanish, maduro or in in French. Yeah, it's like the mature means um, that it's ripe. And the next is rottenness. And then you it's go true. to rottenness, yeah, right. So, so do we want to get mature? Uh, the Bible says we do, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what is what are the signs of maturity, and how do we know when we've gotten it? I mean, is it like humility, where as soon I, as you say you've got it, you lost it? Yeah, I think it's like humility. You know, the more you think you possess it, the less likely you have any of it, you know? Yeah. Because, again, I, I, it's it's a lot like wisdom. I think with wisdom, the more wisdom you get, the more you realize I'm not even sure I've been asking the right questions, let alone have the right answers. And it's the same way with maturity. The more mature you are, the more your eyes are open to the faults that you have and how far you how far you fall short of really God's plan for you. Which in many ways makes you a little less, you know, I always used to think the sign of maturity was more clarity and more black and whiteness. Yeah. And that's probably a function of my personality type right the more clarity means i've got it together but really what's happened is it's become less clear yeah and a lot more gray area it it reminds me of something niels bohr once said I, i love this quote he says the opposite of a true statement is a false statement but the opposite of a profound truth is often a very another profound truth yeah, that's true. Uh, which is I mean, you say this is the truth, right? The profound truth, and you say yes, and so is this. And but so those this. contradict, kind of, sort of. Yeah. Well, in certain times, you need to know that profound truth, and certain times, you need to know that profound truth. Yeah, um, it's that way. In, it's, it's that way a lot in theology, and that there's many times there are these opposing truths that pull against each other, and if you let go of either one of them, then you miss it. You need both of those, you know. So, is it salvation by grace alone then it doesn't matter how i behave no no it's a show me your faith by your works and so it's both those tugging at each other that that causes it to work right and it that's the i mean that's the challenge of the uh, really i think maturity is is when things not like wiping out what you started with but it's building on what you started with yeah and it's and it's, it's i think it's the ability to walk that tight rope yeah between well, somebody somebody put it this way, you know, um, a a test of maturity of of a well developed mind is the ability to hold two opposing ideas in your mind at the same time and not go crazy. You yeah, know, that level of being able to deal with that uh, 
uh, dissonance within your mind and be able to understand that, okay, well, this is true, but this is also true. Yeah. And That's an interesting way to put it because a lot of people, they, they attack certain people. Say, it sounds like they've got a lot of cognitive dissonance going on inside of them. And I'm like, and you don't? Yeah. I mean, we should have cognitive dissonance because if you're really thinking with maturity, you're saying, here's what I see is true, but man, I can see the other side too, right? Right. Yeah. That's the development of, of maturity. But again, yeah, it is that cognitive dissonance where you, you are able to hold both of those truths in your mind and, and see the value and the truth of both of them without going crazy, yeah. without, without just feeling like you need to slip to one side or the other. It makes me think of something Ken Wilber said. He's a he's guy came up with this in integral um, kind of progressive system of how he thinks societies improve and grow. Um, he's not a Christian, wow. <laughs> but... Uh, he basically says, but I, I think he's on to something here. He says that basically maturity means um, moving forward, but always including what you built off of. So it's the yeah. idea that, um, well, it's, it's like a seed. A seed has the potential, you know, an apple seed has a tree's potential in it, but just because it does, it's not a tree yet doesn't mean it doesn't have the apple seed or the apple tree potential in it. So, But what you have to do is you don't just go from apple seed to apple tree uh, it has to build into you know sh sh sapling and then breaking the ground right. and then it builds and then it produces another apple. But it's the idea that um, you you know you're getting to maturity when you're willing to not you don't just toss away the other phases and you don't get frustrated with those who are in the earlier phases. And that's what I think is a lot of times that frustrates me is I, I see a lot of people are like. Well, back before I was really wise or really was educated, um, yeah. I thought like that little person down there too. But now I'm educated, yeah. and that just drives me insane. Somebody actually literally said that to me once. Yeah, back before I was educated, I used to think like people like that. And I'm like, you yeah. self-righteous son of a, you know, yeah. like, beep. <laughs> but it, yeah. this that and it exactly fits in with what you said. That's not maturity. That's self-righteousness. And it's only true maturity when you're willing to Look at those who aren't maybe as far along as you and not get irritated with them. Right. Well, another thing is maturity is, you know, what is mature for a three-year-old is not mature for an 18-year-old. That's true. That's true. And so maturity grows with who we are, too. There's, you know, more expected of you as you get a little older and things. As I'm talking about this, I think Jesus was that way. He he only got frustrated with the self-righteous. Yeah, exactly. He, he was very patient with the people. Help my unbelief. Um, yeah. But man, when you came in with like, you, you know, you thought you had it, you thought you were mature, like the the rules, yeah. the law, um, which that plays out in so many ways in our life. It, it plays out when you get a more of an education and you say, well, now that I'm educated, I just, yeah. it plays out um, as, as an adult. If you're constantly getting mad at your kids for doing kid things, I would question maybe you're not actually mature. Oh, well, yeah, clearly, clearly. Um, and I think parenting is one of the great things it does expose our immaturity. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> because we, be, we, you know, it's easy to cover things up. It's easier to go along with this, this facade until there's this little uh, piece of sandpaper that's driving you crazy. You Meaning know? your child. Your child, just yeah. Just rubbing your eyes. Just yeah. rubbing, it's rubbing on all those hard spots in you because, I mean, I think that they're a lot like you. And so, therefore, they many times rub on those same things that, that uh, bring out what's the worst in you. And, uh, and uh, that's one of the great tools God does use for maturity. But, uh, um, you know, I was thinking of something else too. The, I remember when I was a young, 
believer and I was reading scripture and it said something about, you know, and the Holy Spirit will come and he will lead you into all truth. And I, and I came up with this. All right. Okay, God, you sent the Holy Spirit to lead me into all truth. I'm not going to settle for anything less than all the truth. I want to know it all. I want to know fullness of truth here. You know, that's and, what you're sending And for? then you would be crushed into an ant. Yeah. If you knew all truth. Yeah. Yeah. And then later on, I realized, oh my goodness, what kind of idiot was I to think, you know, that, that I could somehow, well, as Calvin said, the, the, the finite, your little finite brain cannot contain the infinite. We cannot begin to understand him. Yeah, and so I think uh, it—the fullness of truth that he was talking about there—is the fullness of truth that Jesus, like he said to his disciples, "Hey, there's more I want to tell you right now, but you're not ready for it." Yeah, but as you get along, the Holy Spirit will continue to reveal, reveal, reveal. It's that building on apple seed. Yeah, yeah it's building on what's yeah. there, and and then not being. That's a, but that's a huge sign of it is you're not being resentful of what came before. So it's kind of like the idea you talked about one to, uh, many times to me about the idea that. Children need the law, um, yeah. but the law it can't get you where you need to go. But you better understand the law because there's some walls that you're never getting past in this world because God set it up this way, and you can keep beating your head against that wall. But the goal of that is to know the framework so that you can be free to operate within the framework, but ultimately you have to transcend the framework because the framework can't get you there, which, I mean, that's like that's like... I know this is very lofty and kind of esoteric. It sounds very Zen or something, but it is really the reality is God presented the law, but he said, but this can't get you where I need you to go. Only grace can get you there because you can't ever live up to it anyway. So it's it's like, it's actually out of the box thinking. The box would be the law, but it's out of the box, but you got to get the law first or you're going to be, you don't realize the value of the next level until you get the first level. Yeah, a simple, I think Finney said it is that, um, Good news is not good news until you first understand the bad news. Yeah, yeah. You know. Right. So if some guy put you on an airplane and gave you a parachute and said, here, wear this parachute on the whole time on the plane, you'd go, man, this thing's terribly uncomfortable. Nobody else wearing a parachute. Why am I yeah. wearing a parachute? I don't want this parachute, you know. That's because you don't know the bad news. The bad news is the plane's going down. Right. <laughs> then all of a sudden, this this becomes good news. What was bad news becomes good news. And so... I've got a parachute now. And so to know the bad news, the bad news is that we're all sinners, that we aren't, we aren't wonderful people. Mm. And God just loved us so much because we were so wonderful. The, the, the bad news is we were really bad. But if you don't know how bad you were, then you don't understand your need for a savior. Why, do, why would I need this crazy parachute? Because you're in a plane that's going down, bro. It's bad. Which leads to, I think, what a lot of times that I see is people... Uh, I think we talked in a previous podcast about people saying, well, I've grown beyond this church. Um, And a lot of times what you've actually grown beyond, and maybe you have grown, first of all, if you're saying I've grown beyond this, maybe you haven't actually. Probably not. But but there is the idea that at some point, sometimes a church has a specific role in your life during a season in your life, like the evangelistic church. And sometimes you come into that and you go, um, man, this was awesome during this time, but you start to feel a little bit of the, it's kind of like we talked in another episode of these are all building on each other, right? Yeah. It, hey, our podcast is maturing. maturing. <laughs> yeah. but, so it gets to the point of rottenness. Yeah. Some folks but, are saying, oh, I no. think you're already all there. Right. <laughs> all right, shut her down, right? But the idea that like the mother pulling out the, the, uh, the mother eagle pulling out the feathers, the feathers to yeah. make it more uncomfortable and it's the gift of discomfort. And so a lot of times the, when you're starting to feel the discomfort, that maybe is the sign of maturity that, hey, this was great for this season, but what you need next is something a little bit, like I want to build something different into you. I want you to get a different glimpse of who I am, um, which I think yeah. is a lot of what maturity is, is realizing that God is so huge 
that one glimpse of what he is, it's like the blind men trying to describe the elephant, the proverbial blind men, you know, right, yeah. one describes his tail, one describes his trunk, one describes his leg, and they're all arguing about what's got. Well, there's so many elements of the reality of God like that. You can't handle the truth thing again, that maybe there's a time for you to move into a new thing. And, and unfortunately, maturity can be an, un- maturing can actually be very uncomfortable because you have to kind of start with new presumptions. I mean, you build off the old ones, like some of that doesn't change, but sometimes you also have to let go of some things that weren't, it's like like as yeah. a kid, with your, like if I was still walking around with a diaper, you'd be concerned, right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. sometimes a sign of maturity is it is time for some things to change and you're willing to embrace the discomfort of that change. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, I, I think in the Christian realm though, we many times, and I think we touched upon this earlier, many times we use the wrong measuring stick for maturity. You know, it's like the little boy who's standing up against the wall and you mark on the wall how tall he's getting. Well, in in spiritual matters, I think many times we use our measure for maturity as to how much we know the Bible, mm. how much, you know, do we know who Moses' mother-in-law was? You know, goofy facts and figures and how much can we, how many scriptures can we quote? I'm mature because I... And really, that's not it at all. The, the measure of maturity in spiritual things is really Galatians 5, where it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, yeah. goodness, gentleness, faithfulness. Measure those. Those are the things you need to be making marks on the wall to see if wow. you're growing taller. Because if a guy's been in a church, you mentioned it, guys, you know, well, I've been in the same church for 50 years. If you've been anywhere for 50 years and you're the same way you were 50 years ago as far as you know, here's the deal. A guy, we had this guy in the church and he would, uh, you know, he would always just, he was just always bitter and always dragging people down and stuff like that. And people just said, well, that's just old Butch, you know? And, um, no, it's not just old Butch. Butch needs to grow up. It yeah. doesn't matter how many scriptures he knows or anything else, you know, I'd say, but that, well, it's just my nature to be critical. Well then change your nature. God's given you a new nature. And wow. so maturity in the spiritual things has to do with our behavior more than how many facts and figures we know, which which is so true. I, I was I'll never forget talking to this this guy. Uh, I was in this small group, and somehow he started bringing up complementarianism versus what's the other one? Where can should women speak in church? Complementarianism uh, versus egalitarianism. Egalitarianism, and he was just ragging on. Everybody's impressed. We knew. Yeah, those. right. Whatever, right? Well, some people are like, no, that's very important. And I look, there's some elements of it that are important. It's in the Bible, right? But here's the thing. Uh, this guy knew the way it needed to be, right? But then later on in the small group, we're all like, what can we pray about? And he was like, my wife just needs to get in line and blah, blah, blah. And um, we're about to have a divorce, but I've told her if she can't get in line with the word of God, we're going to get divorced. And I'm like, Mm. um, he had chapter and verse for everything, but it reminds me of something Andy Stanley says, like, like we've moved beyond the chapter and verse thing. What you need to ask is what Jesus asks is basically what does love require of me? And I mean, that's a sign of true maturity when you're asking, what does love require of me? Except that. Right. Okay, here we go. Let's hear it. You got to be pretty mature to know what love would require of you. It's like the WWJD. <laughs> what would Jesus do? His disciples didn't even know what that's he was going right. to do he most of the time. He threw them off all the time. I don't know what he would do. Yeah. I think he would do this, but who knows? He was always pulling these crazy stunts that they couldn't figure out, you know? Yeah. Letting people off that should have been condemned and yeah. condemning people that should have been the good guys. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and so with that same thing, what would love do? Oh, well, love would just coddle and love would cuddle. And Not necessarily, would, though. Exactly. Sometimes love says, hey, enough of this. You've got to pick yourself up. And But that's what that guy was doing. 
<laughs> to his wife. Ah, uh, yeah, good point. But he wasn't doing what love would do. He was not very loving about because it. Because so. love has, you know, if we think of love, if we think of love and the perfect Valentine's Day card with a picture of love instead of roses and hearts and chocolate or whatever, would be Jesus on the cross. Mm. No, not the kind of love, you know, that's not the kind of card you want to give your wife on Valentine's Day. But that is the perfect picture of love. And so what would love do? Think of Jesus on the cross. And if you follow that, then you're probably doing okay. So could it be that maturity is knowing what kind of love needs to be given at this time? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Boy, it's hard though. That is hard. And and maybe even acknowledging that it's hard is... Hopefully, it's, it's probably it's, a hopefully a, a sign of maturity. Maybe we're maybe we're getting mature, Dad. Maybe it's I don't happening. Know. The less we know, the more mature we are. Could be. Uh, that is so. It does sound so zen. It's like the less Ooh. you know, the more you know. What? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, he probably got it from somewhere. Who, the, Mr. Buddha, Zen? Buddha. Oh, Buddha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he probably got it from somewhere. But it, but there is the element of that that it's so ephemeral not it's not ephemeral it's not, but it's like you like you try and grasp at it and you're not going to be able to grasp it it's something you have to grow into but once you've grown into it you probably won't even identify that you've grown into it but right. we can all spot it when we see it a spiritually yeah. mature person well because you've grown into it but then you still see okay i'm 18 years old but i see this 20 year old and i want to be like him right when i'm 20 so you realize okay i'm i'm okay for where i am maybe but I don't want to stay here. Yeah. And that would be, a, I think that would be a good measure of maturity. Are you content where you are? If so, you're probably not mature. Right. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's a gr- great point too, is the idea that as you're, as you're growing, I'm trying to figure out how to say this. Um, the, the idea of maturity is as you're, as you're growing, you're figuring out, you have more and more growing to do. So you're looking back and you're saying, um, how am I trying to say it? Well, I'm try- basically, it's it is so it is so eph- it's so ephemeral. It's like you yeah. can't you can't sink your your hands or teeth into it. Um, but we know it when we see it. But that's the, okay. So that's an encouraging thing too, though, is that we know it when we see it, right? But we also know immature old people. So yeah. you can be mature, and it's not an age thing. No, it's not because at all. I've met a lot of very immature people in their sixties and seventies. Um, who are very close-minded and, and I'm talking close-minded in a negative way. There's a good element that's so, it's yeah. also yeah out there. Like there's a good close-mindedness, but most of the time close-mindedness is bad, except when it's good, right? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> but there, there's that element too of you don't have to be in your 60s or 70s to be wise. You don't have to be in your 60s and 70s to be mature. You can be mature in your youth if you are striving towards the right things yeah and i you know i I think probably one of the greatest characteristics of maturity would be humility and realizing that okay i'm not there yet Mm. and and again not looking at other people you know we've talked about this before as well who do you comparing yourself i mean people are the ones you can see but if you're comparing yourself to them then it's very easy for like that guy oh i used to be that way too when i was that age let's just you know let's look looking, keeping your eyes fixed and focused on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, as Hebrews says, you know, look to Jesus and then maybe you'll realize, it's like the, maybe you'll realize you got so far to go that you better not be pointing fingers at him. It's like if you take a little bitty sugar ant and he walks up to a big old carpenter ant and that carpenter ant says, I'm so much bigger than you. I'm so, and then some guy comes along, steps on both of them. (laughs) It's like, 
you're you may be bigger than that guy but you are so far away from what jesus has for you chill out man and help that other guy grow instead of thinking you're such a big deal yourself you know yeah there is so much human pride in that yeah in in even if you are the most mature human on the planet the biggest ant ever alive yeah you're still nothing compared to a man you know that's and you may be the most mature man who ever walked the face of this earth you're still nothing compared to jesus or compared to the father so help the little ones and that is a big key too you know i know i've i've talked to people who feel like i'm so mature spiritually and oh these others can't keep up with me well you know if you're the dad you walk slower to help the little one keep up if you're really mature you're going to slow down to bring the others along and help them along yeah the dad takes little bitty steps so the little toddler can keep up with him he doesn't say well keep up with me and drags him along you know that's a good point like if you're if you're still a child and if you're still a child in an adult's body you're going to be competing with your kids. Yeah. Uh, That's pretty potent right there too. Cause I do see a lot of parents who you'd say they would say they're mature and well, I'm just trying to get my kid to grow up. Well, no, it's actually because you're still a kid who hasn't grown up in your body and so you're competing with your kid. Yeah. That's pretty, can I say that? Can I be mature and make such a profound pronouncement? As long as you're not doing it yourself. Okay. I guess so. <laughs> or trying to live your life through your kids. You know, you, you always True. wanted to be the super baseball star and you were never real good at it. So you, you know, push that kid to become the baseball star, whatever you, whatever you, the, the, the doctor, the lawyer, whatever you really, you know, whatever's going to make the, you proud. Which I think is one of the challenging things about maturity too, is there's no... Are there any, you mentioned the, the milestones, the milestones, markers, what are the, yeah, are there milestones of maturity? I mean, you like, you have the, with uh, the Jewish kids, you have the bar mitzvah and the bad mitzvah, like, Hey, now it's time you grow up. You're an adult or whatever. Yeah. But, but does that necessarily mean you flipped on a switch? No. No. I was, I was doing something earlier and I was talking with somebody and I said, you know, anytime you ask the question, anytime you start with a question, how old, how old should I, how old should my daughter be before she can date? How old should this, how old before? Anytime you start with that question of how old, I think you've, you're asking the wrong question. And if you ask the wrong question, you get the wrong wow, answer. Wow, that's true. Yeah, you, sh- you can't date until you're 19 or yeah. 18 or whatever, yeah. yeah. And at 19, she may be the, have the maturity level of a 13-year-old. Right. You know, or he might have the maturity level. So it's really a matter of how have they, and how, with a kid, how do you know they're maturing? By proving themselves responsible. Yeah. And it's, again, it goes back to more behavior than, well, I know what, I know this, I know that, I have all these facts, I have all these figures. Yeah, but are you getting in a house by 10 o'clock at night? Yep. Or are you coming home at 2 a.m.? I think about that a lot of times. I look back at when you would let me drive around Guatemala City by myself at 10 o'clock at night. At, well, that's just because we were stupid. At, I was going to say, <laughs> at 16 years old, I look back and I see 16 years old, 16 year olds now, and I'm like, I'm not even sure I'm a fan of getting driver's licenses at that age, except you're sick of toting your kids around. Right. Yeah. But I look at what you let me do when I was 16 and it was, and, but I also know a lot of people that were my age that probably shouldn't have been allowed to do that. And, yeah. but if some people are like, well, when you're 16, you can do that. They could have been really endangering their child by letting them do something because, well, you hit the marker age wise, you survived yeah. long enough yeah. and now you can do this, but it's not a survival issue. It's a growth issue. Yeah. It's a matter of, have you proven yourself responsible by these particular behaviors and actions. And I guess I had somehow. Yeah, you had you had proven yourself pretty responsible. And now that's not to say there's not going to be a risk out there. There's always risk involved. I mean, you know, driving around Chicago or, or Kerrville, Texas, you know. Yeah. There's always dangers involved. So where do maturity and willingness to confront danger come in? Um, in what way? Because we're, well, like right now, we're, 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 the, we're having this big 
cultural oh, argument of like, okay. well, we can't, you know, reignite the world too quickly, which I totally agree with. But then we also have got to get the world going again. So what's the mature, like, how do you spot maturity within that context? Is maturity the play it safe role or is the maturity the take the risk role? Well, I see it more as a, as a wisdom sort of a thing. And it's, I don't see it as an either or, you know, because there are, there are always risks involved. Yeah. So what is a reasonable risk, uh, you know, risk benefit? You know, what is a reasonable risk compared to the benefits involved for doing it that way? And, um, you know, that's just, and, and, you know, you can be totally wrong on that because yeah. you never really know what the risks are. Well, especially so you, if it's something brand new where we don't yeah. have all the details on it anyway. So you just have to kind of, you, you kind of have to do the best you can yeah. in, in evaluating this, evaluating that. Again, spend some time in prayer. If you turn to the left, if you turn to the right, you'll hear a voice. And so if you're beginning to feel a little, mm, I don't know about this, even if it's something relatively safe, yeah. and you go, well, I, I can remember there's been several times when I've tried to do something. I go, well, what could go wrong with this? Oh, man. And then I later found out, who would have ever guessed that could go wrong? Yeah. Well, you know, well, you know that's my nature. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's well, right. What could go wrong? I probably saw it coming and 10 <laughs> other things that didn't happen. But yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm kind of like, what could go wrong? And then I find out, oh, wow, I never even anticipated that one. So I've got a question on that, too. And I want to talk about it kind of for the last few minutes, the idea of hearing the voice of God in your maturity. Because I've just found that it seems like the longer you walk with God, the less he talks to you. Yeah. And when he does talk to you, it's usually not about what you want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> it's something else. It's So you're like, God, give me direction, give me direction. And he's not speaking, he's not speaking. And then you're just minding your own business. He's like, I need you to give $10,000 to so-and-so. And you're right. like, I don't have 10000 You know, yeah. those kind of things. Yeah. And, you know, I did not understand that. I'd heard other people say it. And so I thought, okay, well, maybe... Um, but when I began to experience it, 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 I didn't really understand until I was a parent. And as, as a parent, I realized that if I've put the right seeds into my kids' lives, then I do, I don't have to tell them every step of the way they're going to begin to develop. They're going to begin to develop their own wisdom. They're going to begin to develop their own understanding. And they're just going to know the right thing to do. And them needing my guidance every step of the way is not actually their own maturity then. No, not at all. Yeah. And so and and in and two the other thing is it's like with you guys i i wanted to plant seeds but then when you got out there if you wanted to go into ministry or if you wanted to be a truck driver or if you wanted to work at a 7-eleven all your life whatever you know it didn't really matter to me if i just wanted you to be serving god with all your heart and whatever you're doing and so you could choose your own way and i think that's a lot of it with us too as kids as new believers, we want God to give us every drop. What color socks should I wear today? You know, I don't know, you know. And that spirit-led lady living when God tells you every Everything. step you need to take. Yeah. And I kind of realized, no, at some point in time, he says, you know, whichever you want to go. You're, you're growing up. You. Yeah, you're growing up. You need to make your own choices. Yeah, you decide. And, and you know what? If you start to turn to the left, yeah. you start to turn to the right, I'll say something. But other than that, just enjoy life and move along and... Bless people as you go. Leave a leave a trail of blessing behind you and bless people. And That goes back to once you've got that framework of what God wants from you, do justly, love mercy, walk humbly, Micah 6, yeah. 8, then you don't need to ask him every step of the way. You just do what's, what you're called to do. And if he wants you to deviate a little bit from what you're doing, he can, he'll make it very clear you. to you. So that's, I mean, that's kind of a, in some ways it's the, the downside of maturity is you're not going to have the same kind of step-by-step instructions from God. But you know he's there. Wow. Yeah. And you know, you need to, I, we, we went over that scripture real quickly, but it is such a powerful and liberating scripture in, in Micah there. Micah 6, 8, he has shown you, O man, what is good. He has shown you what is good. 
Wow. What does what does the Lord require you? Well, to, he requires me to go to church. He requires me to tithe. Maybe, but here's what he requires of you. Do justly, love mercy, walk humbly with your God. Which does speak wow. of maturity. He's yeah. shown you already. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't this isn't a new teaching. Right. He's already shown it to you. So maturity means walking that out, um, which is one of my favorite lines. Most of life is maintenance. Emily hates it when I say it, but anybody can do something like start strong, but can you finish strong? Can right. you maintain what he's done? And and that's what I think is, uh, I mean, that's the sign of, of the maturity thing is the idea that he's already shown you. Can you stay true to what he's shown you? Even if he's not whispering in your ear going, good job, buddy. Good yeah. job. Is it, is it, is this the just thing to do? Is this the right thing to do? Do justly love mercy. Well, is it the merciful thing to do? Be kind. You know, it's kind of like Joel Osteen always says, just be nice to people. Yes. You know? yes. It'll just be nice to people. No wonder everybody hates him, right? You That's know? horrible things he says. Saying you know. things like that, being nice to people. <laughs> so, <you know? laughs> just be nice to people. Yeah. Do just yeah. love mercy. And then the key that I think kind of encompasses and cocoons it all is just walk humbly with your God. Right, which is that key element that we basically concluded that you know, you can be confident that you're getting somewhere in maturity when you realize, man, I have a lot to know there's a lot i don't know there's a lot more out there than i understand yeah um maybe even some signs of uh, well and, and then then in that humility saying man loving people is a lot more complicated than i thought it was yeah that's true too uh because sometimes it means you go along with that person you just keep picking them up out of the ditch picking them up out of the ditch and sometimes it says you say you need to pull yourself up out of that ditch yeah and both can be love and so that's man it's tricky i'm gonna cheer you on i'm gonna help you on yeah I'm, but but you've got to do it yourself because I can't do it for you. And on the other hand, then maybe if you've if you're so mature that you've got all the answers and you know exactly how to do it, maybe you're even beyond mature. Maybe you've already reached the level of rottenness. <laughs> if you liked what you heard, please consider sharing this with a friend. For more information, visit joelmalm.com or rickmalm.com. Thanks for listening.